Hello, beautiful people. Happy Wednesday. My goodness, guys, I've just finished this interview that I'm about to play for you all. And I'm still just smiling from ear to ear. This woman that you're about to hear from is just one of the kindest, most grounded, down to earth, but genuine lovely people. There's a lot of words for you. She's just so, so wonderful. I'm really excited for you to hear from her. But not only is she just a stellar person inside and out, she's also the choreographer, and I mean the choreographer of Six the Musical. So she choreographed it on the West End um, for the UK tour before that as well. And then also when it went over to Broadway. She's also the resident choreographer for Hamilton the Musical on the West End as well. She's done so many commercial things that are just just blow me away when I actually think about it. She's so beyond talented um, and just she shares a lot about her story, about the behind the scenes of a lot of the work that she's done. And I'm really, really excited for you guys to, to hear this one. It was done on an Instagram live interview, like I always do. So you might hear us chatting and replying to a couple of the comments. Um, there were so many lovely people watching this interview as well, which was really nice. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy. This is Carrie Ann. Well, it's so lovely to have you on here. Thank you so, so much for jumping on. How's your day going? Yeah, not too bad, actually. I had some really lovely classes today, which is so nice, because when you look out the weather, uh, when you look out the weather, I evidently haven't woken up yet. When you look out the window and see the weather, it's like, um, but then I've got brightness coming through my screen. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh, that was so cute. That was so, <laughs> so cute. I love catching up on all your classes and every time you'll always, you know, share people dancing in their kitchens or I think there was one out in the snow today as well. I, I love it. Bless her. That was my dance captain on six um, on Broadway. Her, she really sort of like talked her partner into having a go. Um, so they did my adult beginners class last night and then went out to shovel the snow because it's absolutely kind of tipping it down there. As you do, as you do. But he nailed it. He got those steps really well. I was so impressed. He did. Good old Herb. Bless him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is amazing. Well, I mean, I've kind of given a bit of introduction of who you are and how fabulous you are and why we're just so grateful to have you here. But for those that don't know you, do you want to give just a bit of an introduction, a bit of who you are, basically? Yeah, sure. So, obviously, I'm Carrie Ann. Um, and I, uh, I actually came over to London in 2001. So I'm originally from this tiny little island called Guernsey in the middle of the channel. And um, yeah, I studied over in London. I originally did like a musical theatre course, um, but I kind of found my way more into hip hop theatre. That seemed to be sort of the career path that um, had more to offer for me, essentially, in terms of like, I was getting more jobs on that side of things. Mm -hmm. um, so I was a member of Zoo Nation for, well, I still am. So I've been a member of Zoo Nation since like 2005. Wow. And <laughs> so done like every show with them, uh, pretty much. And um, yeah, I basically wanted to sort of spread my choreographic wings a little bit. And um, luckily, even though this is not my choreography, but I just had the wonderful opportunity to uh, audition for slash interview for the resident choreographer role on Hamilton. So I look after Hamilton in the West End. Um, and I'm also the choreographer of, of, of that guy. Hey! Oh, look at that! I love that. Just casually at the end, you know, also the choreographer of Six, the musical. Yeah. No big deal. No big deal. You're very Catherine Howard today, actually. Oh my gosh! You know what? I didn't even think about that. But then as I was going on the live, I was like, you know what? I've almost dressed, dressed the part today. Oh. <laughs> Give us what you want to do now. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save that for later. I'll save it for later. <laughs> Brilliant. 
Oh my goodness. Oh, we've got everyone chatting on saying hi. Amazing. I love that. So now I've got a whole list of questions. Oh, hi, everyone. <laughs> See, I've got a whole list of questions to keep me on track because I feel like I will just, I can ramble and talk until the cows come home. So I need to Yeah. The two of us together could be very, very dangerous. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> No, it's going to be really good. I can see everyone's chucking the love hearts as we go as well. It's absolutely awesome. Yeah, we love you guys. <laughs> okay, my first question I had for you. So obviously you've done quite a range of things already in terms of, you know, MT, more contemporaries, like more hip hop really, isn't it? And then co-thing as well. What is the earliest memory that you have of dancing or seeing a show? Like the first thing that really stands out to you as as young as you can go if you know what i mean yeah i think the first thing i personally remember that i i wasn't told was it this sounds so random but i remember the smell of my first dance studio because it was this very old kind of not quite a church hall just a random hall and i always remember like the mustiness mm -hmm. and my ballet shoes always being so cold my mum putting them on me being like because <laughs> I was just there like freezing in my little leotard um, and sort of like in, getting shoved down the stairs into into ballet class because that's where um, I started. I mean, bless my flat feet. I was never going to be a ballerina, but it was something <laughs> I did all the way through. So I think that is my first sort of dance memory, so to speak, like going into that class. Um, my first show memory, um, I mean, we had lots of pantomimes in Guernsey, but I think the thing that really... Uh, sort of struck me I was about 13 and my dad surprised me with a trip to London and he'd managed to um, bag someone's tickets for uh, Wimbledon a, a client of his but what he did at the same time was he actually booked us to go and see Starlight Express so Starlight Express was the very first like proper West End show that I ever saw and we were like right at the front and I was just like <laughs> literally how does this work how do they do that? And obviously with Starlight as well, the fact that they were, bless them, on skates as well, I was just like, Roger Rage! Um, sorry, one of my friends just jumped on. Um, so, um, yeah, that Starlight was my first like show, show memory where I was just like, well, where I really felt like the magic of theatre in all its entirety. I love that. I love asking that question because I feel like we do always remember our first show. We really do. Yeah. I, I remember being six years old and I went to see my first show. It was Les Mis. And, you know, that's a long show. It was way past my bedtime, but I was just sat up like at the front of my seat the entire time. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And I mean, I can't even imagine what you would have thought seeing people skating at the same time. Because I remember when I saw my first show, I just, I always says, I didn't believe that people could be that talented, that they could sing act and dance so I actually for the first <laughs> 10 12 years of my life thought that people were mining no way I thought that they were good actors and they were good dancers but they couldn't also sing that would just be impossible I thought they were miming to a track yeah so long in my life so I definitely get they're like oh my gosh how can people be that talented I mean, don't, don't forget, Hayley, retrain in cyber because obviously we're not talented enough. So just remember that, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, really, it's take not absolutely. hard to do those things at all. Oh, no. That's easy. Absolutely easy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So I'd love to delve into your experience with, with Six. Can you tell us what a little bit about the creative process, about how that actually came about? Yeah, sure. So um, what was really great about the show is because um, it had existed as a student production, 
um, the two writers, Lucy and Toby, and then the two directors, um, Lucy and Jamie, had already quite a clear idea of um, how they wanted the show to flow, the kind of characteristics, the mannerisms, the um, idea that, of, of what to portray in each queen. So it was great because there was already a blueprint there that I could kind of use as a skeleton. Um, and then when I uh, basically got the job, which I had to actually audition for the choreographer job, which, as I'm sure you're aware, is quite like unheard of in a way. You normally just obviously mm -hmm. sort of send some stuff off or send a treatment off or you you get headhunted or whatever. And um, but I actually really enjoyed the process because I got to work with Lucy and I worked on six fabulous um, females who were coming in purely to be bodies for us. And... Um, yeah, managed to get the job. And then, like I said, when we started talking through the show, I literally had a day or two with Lucy and Jamie where we just spoke through every number. We just spoke through the Queen's history. Like I said, what they really wanted uh, to be portrayed in that number. Because obviously, as you can imagine, like, you know, most people could think, oh, well, six females kind of like singing um, songs from their point of view of Henry. It can be quite like man bashing and... Uh, <laughs> aggressive and those were the things that we didn't want it to come over we were just this is very much a female empowerment show of their voices being heard a uh, bit tongue-in-cheek all the rest of it so it was great to have that time with them to really understand like I said the blueprint of where they wanted things to go um, and then I didn't have loads of time to experiment but I basically got the tracks um, and sort of had a little bit of a play around and, and started some sort of skeleton ideas and then we we basically had sort of like two weeks to puke this up initially. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> so before um, the yeah the UK tour, um, which was the first thing that I jumped in on, which was their first big UK tour in 2018 that started in the July. We were rehearsing in the June, and yeah, they had to. We had a couple of people like uh, Natalie and Amy who had done the show prior. Um, but everybody else was brand new. Uh, so they had to learn the music, obviously learn all the scene work. But as, as you know, you go through the process and, and then you start changing stuff. So not only were they learning something, because it was, it was I, I can't tell you how many versions we went through. So by the end of the two weeks, they were like, <laughs> did not know like what was what, their left from their right, anything, bless their hearts. Um, and that was kind of, I would say, our first draft. And then when we basically got the chance to go back into the arts theatre in January 2019, uh, we had a chance to sort of have another little rehearsal process and we sort of like changed some bits that we'd been meaning to change for ages. And then that process sort of happened every time we rehearsed to a degree. And then it happened like full scale when we opened on Broadway. So we had like a really lovely three week um, kind of rehearsal process there. Uh, we had a slightly sort of different set of numbers to work with in terms of, you know, finances. So we slightly like blinged up our set and our costumes and things mm. like that. Um, so, and yeah, that though, all of those changes uh, came to the lyric when we opened in December for that week. <laughs> One week. Before One week. three. <laughs> so, uh, so not many people have seen the most updated version of the show just yet, because obviously we... I don't know if you know, but our official opening night, press night of Six on Broadway was the day that the governor of New York shut everything down. Oh, I so we were, that. Yeah, so we oh. were like two hours away from like our opening nights. They'd had a month of previews. Mm. I was like with a makeup stylist, a hairstylist, and then my 
got the call to say Mary's shutting everything down after the matinee this afternoon. So we never got our opening night. However, I think it's probably better that way around. Yeah. Because we've got something to kind of come back to and be like even bigger now. So that's the way I'm looking at it. I like that. And I like you taking a positive spin on that. That's, I appreciate that a lot. That's really cool. I feel like I need to go back and touch on very quickly. You said you had a very luxurious three-week rehearsal before Broadway opening. Mm. And to me, two weeks, three weeks is quite short. Oh, yes. So basically, <laughs> basically I wasn't very clear. It had opened with the oh. same Broadway company in Chicago a year earlier. So they'd, okay. they'd opened in Chicago. They'd gone to Boston. They'd gone to Canada, Massachusetts, I think. Um, so they'd done a bit of a mini US tour and then we were just kind of like blinging it, blinging it up for Broadway, but it was all the same company. Okay. That's, that's how that works. That is, that is <laughs> much more luxurious. I was thinking as, a, as an actress, my goodness, that is not, that is not very relaxing at all. <laughs> not at all, not at all. <laughs> oh, wow, that is amazing. What an incredible story. That is so, so cool. And I love that it's also changed and updated every single time you've come back to it as well, which yeah. is a very, I think it's a very contemporary modern way of looking at it and also I mean, did you find you kind of adapted it depending on the performers as well? No, so that's something I've tried never to do because I don't think mm. that's helpful to anyone, especially mm. to I, I think it's about helping the performers fit into what your idea is. I mean, of course, you know, you, I, I think it's wrong to say that no performer ever shapes it, you know, ever so slightly, but I, I wouldn't ever design a show on performers because I just don't, yeah, I, I don't think that's helpful at all. Mm. Um, but... It is good having some freedom, but I also need to tell myself when to stop because do you know what I mean? Like, okay, Carrie, you can't make any more changes now. You just have to live with where that is because, you know, you go away, you don't see it for a while, you come back and you go, oh, oh why did I do that that way? Makes way more sense for that to go that, you know, so all mm. of those kind of things come in and that I just have to be like, stop making it changes like just just deal with it as it is so yeah it's had all of its changes now i've said that officially online oh wow make any more changes <laughs> okay this is it this is it otherwise we'll be best you'd be like i think i think you changed something else exactly. <laughs> five years later you changed something five years later oh my goodness i do find that with you know performers and creatives especially of a high level you know we've always got that that perfectionism trait in us and that's why obviously you're so successful and done, have done such amazing things that's it's a bit of a curse sometimes as well isn't it i think so i just saw mr carl queensborough join and a couple of others have joined that are in um, hamilton at the moment oh and there's mallory dc on sixth Broadway. hello jenny um <laughs> but yeah it, it's like um yeah i was also going to say like when i'm looking at hamilton I am trying to enjoy the show, but you're kind, you're also looking for, you know, those bits. You go, oh, that, that needs a bit of work there. That needs a bit of work there. Oh, that, you know, that's a new person on. I need to make sure I tell them about that. So you're, my eye, because I was sort of resident on Zoonation as well, um, and quite often it would be, um, some of my choreography would be in the show along with Kate's and Tommy's and other people's. Mm -hmm. um, you, you just kind of get used to that real sort of analytical thing. And sometimes it's really hard to turn that off and just be like, just try and be like a fresh pair of eyes on this. But obviously when you've seen it, God knows, I mean, I don't know how many times I've seen Hamilton and Six now, um, <laughs> but it's hard to switch that off. So sometimes it is like if I go on holiday or if I take a break and go and work on something else, it is actually quite nice coming back and just feeling like a, an audience member again. Mm. Yeah, I absolutely get that. 
I'm so glad you brought up Hamilton as well. So can you explain for those that don't know, what is the role of a resident choreographer? What is, yeah, what does that I'm involve? I boss people around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so so <laughs> Though basically, uh, because like I said, the, the choreographic content of the show is is not mine at all, but it is my job to basically make sure that that choreographic content stays exactly how the American creative team wants it. Um, so that goes uh, from anything from, like I said, doing show watches to running rehearsals with the company, um, taking auditions for new company members, um, running swing and standby rehearsals as well once the show is up and running. So bless them, the poor people that have to know more than like one or two roles. Um, and just, yeah, generally checking in, doing a lot of scheduling with the rest of the resident team and just making sure that we're keeping up our end of the bargain of, like I said, making sure that the American team, if they were to come and check in, they literally check in and be like, yep, yeah, that's kind of where I need it to be or whatever. Um, so that's, yeah, essentially what I do. Um, and I've got uh, two lovely dance captains as well who sort of like, tag along with like helping that kind of thing um resident director musical director so we all sort of like team up together to just make sure like i said that the show stays how the team would want yeah oh that's perfect and do a lot of bossing people around <laughs> <laughs> most important part obviously no i love that i love that so I, i've actually always wanted to know this how do you because obviously you need to know the show inside out backwards and forwards upside down on its head every single angle Yes. How do you learn it that way? Do you, did you go over to New York to see the show there and work with the team, or did they just give you videos or like? No, thanks. Oh my god! Thank God, no, they didn't. <laughs> that would have been horrific. Mm -hmm. um, so I basically I got the job whilst I was doing my last performing job with Zoo Nation, and um, at the time they were running something called boot camp, which is basically when. If they're interested in a group of performers that could be um, ensemble members, they actually pay them to do a week's kind of uh, rehearsal, so to speak, to investigate them a bit further. And so when I got the job, they went, right, well, Carrie, you need to come to that to start getting to know the material and Andy and Steph, the choreographer, associate choreographer. And so I had to get a week off of Mad Hatter to then go and do that and catch up with what I was missing with Mad Hatter in the evening. Oh. And then whilst I was in that week, Steph, the associate said, right, well, obviously we need to get you over to the States to learn the show. When are you free? And this is where I learned to never make a joke with Steph. I went, oh, I finished on the 22nd. So 23rd and straight. Okay, great. I'll tell JB. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, and it was kind of perfect timing because they'd already had their music week. So I flew over on the first day of their dance uh, rehearsals. So I essentially missed the first day, but um, I learnt the show with the first national tour of Hamilton in the States. And um, yeah, it was very, it, it was just, do you know what? It wasn't just trying to pick up the choreography one and Andy's style. It was the amount of differences that every single person has in the show, because very rarely are any two people the same, mm -hmm. um, which is what makes it so great, but it makes it so hard to learn and keep in your brain. Um, I was trying to just, I know it sounds stupid, but just get used to the different lingo. Like they call things different things. So I was just like, what do they mean by that? And sort of like saw what someone was doing. I was like, right, okay. Um, and it was just copious amounts of notes and videos and you know, uh, bless Steph, she's got this wonderful sort of like Dropbox archive of, of things where 
you know, you'd I might relate back to that. But similar to Six, they, um, you know, they had their first version of the public. Then they went into the Richard Rogers, and then they had their first tour. So all of their shows ever ever so slightly different. And sometimes they change around sort of the ensemble. So. For example, what the male ensemble do in the States is not quite the same as what we do here in the UK because we had to switch some things around. So, um, yeah, it was a bit like that for the brain. And it still is like, because, you know, I'm about to sort of like go into some revision mode. I've been doing bits and pieces here and there, but I'm like, right, I feel like I need to set myself a schedule for like this revision mode. And it's going to be like relearning the show all over again because there is just so much to remember um but it does i think the more you understand a show the more that makes sense so you know you totally understand why burr is going to cross from there to there because this is happening and that interaction is happening so he's not going to walk into that and it starts to make sense but picking up those pieces of the puzzle are it's it's really brain numbing i think like literally it made me lose all of my rest of my memory because hamilton just like <laughs> in and like took over everything and then everything else just got like pushed out the back so yeah. yeah that sounds about right oh my gosh I can't even imagine how your brain has held all those things now you've got to go do it again that is just yeah I'm wishing <laughs> you luck I don't envy you in that I mean I, I do it's a flipping amazing job but good luck <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> wow that is crazy I like what you said as well about you know when you understand why people are doing certain things that helps remember as well because I find whenever I'm learning songs or choreography if there's a story linked to it it just oh. it fits in so much better doesn't it Absolutely. And I, I say this to performers all the time because we're so programmed to just pick up a note or, you know, you're going that way. But it's like but if you put the why to what you're doing, then you're, you're creating that path. You're creating that story. And of course, not everything we're going to work on is going to necessarily have a narrative base, especially if you've gone more into commercial dance. But I still think there's a way of threading those things together for yourself. And it, it definitely, I think, completes the performer because it really does give that finishing touch to the performance. You can you can see a performer that is going more A to B and one that knows why they are going A to B. And I think there's a big difference. Yeah, I totally agree, totally agree. So as, as resident choreographer for Hamilton, how often do you go see the show? So I'm pretty much in the building most days of the week, but I normally watch anywhere between sort of like three to four shows a week. Um, it kind of depends uh, sometimes who we've got on, um, because obviously if you're, you know, if you're watching a similar cast, you might come up with this sort of like similar notes. Um, so basically, yeah, about three to four times a week, one of my dance captains will do a show watch a week as well. Um, and then, yeah, we'll basically collate everything at the end of the week and then sort of like dish it out to the company at the start of the following week. Bless them. <laughs> Where they get all my drivel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Okay. Three to four times a week. Gosh, I would love to see that show three or four times a week. That is amazing. That is so cool. I'd love to go back to six very quickly because I did have one more question I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. Bit of a, bit of a, silly, bit of a silly one. Do you have a favourite move from the show? Oh, I I've, I've been asked what's your favourite number or what's your favourite song, but favourite move? Um... Or like little sequence. It can be a few. <laughs> oh gosh, oh my gosh, you've really made me think now. Um, I do, I like a lot in the Cleves number because it, it, she's just full of so much sass. Mm. Um, so I do like the kind of sort of like the first chorus in Get Down because it's just, it's her and it's her posse and they're coming forward like I, I always say to people it's like 
you and your girls just walking into the club and like everybody just parting ways and you just mm. being like, yeah, thank you. And I'm walking straight onto the dance floor being like, hey. <laughs> so I do love um, that beginning bit of Get Down. But I also, I know it sounds stupid, but I love the opening of the show where you kind of got that bass rumbling through the, uh, through the theatre and you just get that divorced, go, go. Because it's so dramatic and so extra. Um, and they're just doing a simple hand movement, but I just love it as like a real, like, we are starting the show here, definitely. I'll have to think mm -hmm. of some others. Can't think. No, that's good. They're, they were good answers. Okay. I, I like that you said it was a simple one at the start as well, because sometimes that's the best if it's something that's memorable as well. Yeah. I've definitely mm. learned that sometimes just being trickier in your choreography doesn't necessarily make it better. So that's, <laughs> been, a, that's been a big learning curve for me as a choreographer. <laughs> <laughs> that's really interesting. And I love Get Down as well. That's just like... The, yeah, the grooviest I've ever felt in my life doing that curry. It's so cool. Yeah. So good go. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'd love to pick your brain. I've only got two more questions for you. We're nearly, we're nearly there. We smashed them. Woohoo! Woo, woo, woo. Um, actually, before I go into these, for anyone that's wanting to kind of get involved with your classes, because I know you do a lot of them online, especially at the moment, what's the best way for people to get information, get involved? I would say if you just follow me on here, really, because I'll always pop it on the socials. Um, I'm tending to do like open online classes once a month at the moment that are various like different levels and different age groups. Um, but if I'm doing anything else open that isn't run by me, I'll always like re-advertise it on, mm. on here and on like my Facebook professional page and on Twitter and everything like that. It's just how you do it these days, isn't it? Not, not going to send out letters to no. anyone or... <laughs> But yeah, so um, so it'll always be on the old socials. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Easy. And yes, people listen to the podcast, future podcast listeners, I will put her Instagram handle in the, the show notes as well. Thank you. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> I just appreciate you taking this time so, so much. Um, so I wanted to pick your brain and see if you have any tips for people coming into the auditions, either for six or for Hamilton. They may be doing different tips, actually, to be fair. Um, but any tips for people coming into those auditions? I think... Um, just yeah. generally, I know I know a lot of people say, you know, treat it as a class, not an audition. And I do really stand by that. And it's even if you, you know, it, it's hard to get out of your head that you're going into an audition because, of course, you know, you're going into an audition. But what I'm more interested in seeing is the person that I'm working with and how mm -hmm. that person takes on information. And I think if you come as like a, a sort of hyped up, tense or like oh not over eager that's the wrong word but do you know what i mean a version of yourself that isn't really you not only are you not going to be showing who you are in the audition but you're really not going to be um taking the information in and digesting it the best you can and i always like to make auditions really safe spaces i don't see the point in not because we're not going to get the best out of anybody that way um and i really i really want someone to come in and even if they don't get the job just be really aware of how they did, how they felt, what they can take on to the next time. So it's a learning experience. It's not just like, oh, no, and, and that's it. So um, that's really important to me. So I, I feel like just whatever it is you have to do, whether it's the fact that you've just got to do some breathing exercises, some yoga, or have a bit of a dance before you get in the audition so you feel like you've got rid of sort of some nervous energy, um, that would sort of be something I would encourage. I'd also really encourage, I know this sounds so obvious, but for people to listen, because I can't <laughs> tell you the amount of times I've written down on people's notes, like doesn't listen. Mm. And 
I'm fine with somebody listening and not getting. I'm not fine with somebody not listening and not getting. Because you just kind of like really shut everything off. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of linked onto what I said before. And I think as performers, we can get very, and I'm putting me in this as well, we can get very self-indulgent. And that's not, um, that's not a bad thing. It's kind of why we do what we do, because we love what we do. Mm. But if that gets in the way of you transmitting some information you've been given, then there's a bit of an imbalance there. So um, I would really listen to kind of how you are being asked to do things and why, rather than just being in your own head, practicing and not hearing what somebody's saying to you. I've, I've said this a lot in classes recently because we're so desperate to get the choreo, right? Or the harmony that, you know, people are going through it at the side and, you know, I'm standing there going like, guys, I'm, try I'm trying to tell you something to help you. So just really listen and breathe and try and take on what you are actually being asked to do rather than hearing a bit of it, digesting it in a way that you think is right and then kind of moving forward from there. Because um, it can just come out so wrong. Like I always say to people in the Hamilton audition, you are not going to be banging out at 100%. That's not what this show is. It's really not. If you do that, you're not telling the story. And the amount mm -hmm. of people who just like, just want to dance it. And they're just like, oh! And you're like, again, don't bang out at 100%. Listen to why, again, the why of why you are mm -hmm. moving because that will make the choreography feel so different and will end up sinking into the right pocket of where you need it to. Um, so yeah, definitely being yourself, trying to be as sort of calm and as open as you can and then receiving the information properly, I think, because that can go like tenfold anywhere. <laughs> yeah, they are such good tips, oh my goodness. And really actionable as well, especially, especially no, seriously, they were so good, they were so good. <laughs> Especially about listening. I feel like that's such a simple thing. Everyone can do it. But, I mean, I, I certainly have had times where I haven't. Like you said, in, in oh, like when you're learning Corrie, oh, my goodness, yeah. yeah. People say, I'll oh, do it this certain way. And then I'll kind of half listen, but then digest and go, okay, for me to be able to do this well, I'm going to do it this way, even though they said that. And my ego gets in the way, and then you stop listening. Oh, 100%. 100%. Ooh. I'm just going to say, you're awesome, Daniel. Just seeing you come up there. Um, but no, <laughs> it is because, like you say, it's, it's the ego thing of, like, don't get me wrong everybody if you have a signature style you absolutely hold on to that because i think it is very it's very easy in this industry to forget who you are and again i'm doing this because you know you get so used to being programmed a certain way especially if you've been at college or in a certain round of auditions for a while and i'm not saying that those two things are bad things i'm just saying it's, it's knowing when to put it on when to make something your own and when to really listen and also when those two can sort of like slightly bridge the gap and you can bring one with the other to make sure that, you know, you're still completing the project. You're still doing, you know, something you've been asked to do rather than sending it completely the other way. Because it just won't book you the job. Yeah. Because people need to see that you can take on and understand. And like I said, I wouldn't ever put it against someone for not picking up something in an audition because I get that some things take a minute. Um, it's more like I said, just like, are you actually trying to? Are you trying to take on what we're saying? And that's way more important for me. Yeah, that's powerful. That's really cool. And I think, yeah, you, you can listen to the entire thing and then put your own spin a little bit, but listen first. Yes. The simplest way to put it. Yeah, I love that. I love yeah. that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love this so much. All right, uh, my last question for you. Yes. <laughs> what is, I know this is a very broad question, but I'm hoping you've got one, or you can give us a few. What would you say is, <laughs> that face, I love that. What, okay, 
what would you say is the highlight of your career? Like top, like nothing tops this moment. Oh, okay, this is hard. Mm. Um, I think in terms of where I was, um, I got to do the 2008 handover ceremonies with Zoo Nation in Beijing. And that as like a, a cultural moment, as a moment of being part of something that the whole world watches, I will never forget my heartbeat coming out on basically this. We were following the London bus. I don't know how many people were around. That were around that we were all around. But we're that's around. Was a while ago now. But um, <laughs> just coming out into the Bird's Nest Stadium and seeing the amount of people there, and then like hearing the countdown in your in ears, and then knowing that this was being broadcast, I was literally like. Like, <laughs> like that's what was going on inside and then outside. I was like, it's fine. Just don't forget what you're doing. Just make sure you plug your umbrella in. Make sure, you know, all these things go um, So I think in terms of, like, an experience, that kind of thing would have, would have been the most, like, memorable for me. And I think in terms of um, a job, I just, I never, ever, ever, like, you, you might have ideas of what you what you might do as a kid. And I knew I kind of wanted to choreograph, but I never ever thought I'd be looking after a Broadway show or would even have a Broadway show. And that to me blows my mind still a little bit because, um, it, yeah, I, I just still don't, I, I, I just go, how, how did that happen? Like, am I allowed to have those jobs? Because that doesn't seem—it doesn't seem I'm not ready yet. Um, so I think in terms of sort of like career ladder, um, yeah, those those two things really really do blow my mind because I just yeah never would have thought that little old like Guernsey me uh, is going to be <laughs> looking after and then having something on Broadway. So I'm so grateful that people thought that I was able to do that um and then you know grateful for the whole six journey because I don't think anyone when we started that would envisage that you know a year later we're we're in the states like it, it's ascent has just been has been nuts so just heart is full and just very grateful all the way around to be honest mm. I knew that was gonna be a hard one because you've just done so many flipping brilliant things <laughs> that's very kind and I've enjoyed all of them <laughs> I was very, very lucky and it's and as you know it's it's you know it's always a hustle it is and sometimes you're you know you're having to make quite tough choices and but you know we get there we get there and you know even if it's a half step forward it's still a step so it does not matter I love that absolutely my goodness well thank you so much for spending your time I know your time is so so precious and I just wanted to say that the energy that you bring to everything you do is phenomenal. It's just such a wonderful, positive, light energy. But also, I love the fact that you don't take yourself too seriously. Even though you have, like you say, had a Broadway show, just casually. Like, just, just put that out there. Like, you are just such a grounded, wonderful, giving person. And it just shows in every single thing you do. So thank you so much for, for being the amazing person that you are and taking the time to do this as well. Well, that means a lot. Thank you so much. And, yeah. Hands up for being biggest goof. Everyone be the goof. Yeah. Life's too short. Let's have fun with it.
Oh, everyone be the goof. I love that so much. So guys, that was the interview with Carrie Ann. I'm going to pop her Instagram handle in the show notes for this episode. She runs so many amazing dance classes, especially, I mean, if you're listening to this episode while the UK is still in lockdown, if you wanted to do um, episodes, if you wanted to do classes from home, she has some really, really fantastic ones for all levels as well. So I'll pop her Instagram handle in the show notes. I'd love you guys, if you liked this episode, share it in Instagram stories, tag me, tag Carrie Ann, show us how much you loved it. Sending you guys so much love and we'll speak to you in the next episode. Bye.